0: Okay, so we have a special crossover episode with Pearl Ho and the Situation Ships podcast. I'm so excited. Hi, Randy. Hi. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm so
1: excited, too. (laughs) I'm good. How are you? Good. It's
0: so nice to connect, Um, not in real life, obviously, but I guess virtual real life.
1: (laughs) absolutely I was gonna say like this whole like zoom interview thing is like still real new but like we're adjusting we're flowing I know
0: I'm so I'm kind of over it grateful that we have it but also feeling like okay it's enough is enough (laughs) I know (laughs) it. yeah exactly I want to either commit to like getting fully dressed up and ready to meet people in real life or I want to have all my zoom meetings like naked or in pajamas but not in between
1: right I know (laughs) I was like thinking the other day, like I haven't put on actual clothes in probably like a month now, yep. um, if not longer. And it's it's just, yeah, I know. it's a crazy time. It
0: really is. But um, speaking of, I mean, I guess like this conversation is so relevant because, you know, we were going to discuss kind of like some of the barriers that we're experiencing in terms of being vulnerable in our relationships. And I really thought about this because I was talking to someone that I had been intimate with and this person had said he wasn't ready for a relationship. So after, mm-hmm. you know, he told me that I felt like I kind of like backed down my energy was just kind of like, all right, well, like, I'm going to meet you where you're at. Like, if you want casual, I can do casual right. too. Like, I'm not desperate not like chasing people to be in relationships. And so that happened. But then afterwards he said that, you know, I seemed kind of standoffish and cold and that he almost felt that I was like using him for sex because I wasn't, I guess, like revealing enough of myself in a way that I guess, you know, he felt was appropriate. But I but then I circled back and said, well, to be honest, you had said that you weren't ready for relationships. So I'm just going to give you why would I give you like all of myself? And Right. If like you're saying that you're not ready for that. Um And then, Absolutely. yes. So then he followed up by saying that he feels like a, millennials are super fast to kind of compartmentalize or label relationships and being like, this is casual. This person's just a friend. This is purely sex. I want a relationship with this person as opposed to letting things grow and develop in a natural way. So I think all of that has to relate with somewhat to do with like vulnerability and being open and, and trusting that you know, you can give parts of yourself and not be let down. But I wanted to just kind of get into this and see what your thoughts were. Why are we, are millennials less vulnerable in relationships? Do we compartmentalize things too soon? You know, I think our parents obviously have been married. A lot of our parents, like they meet someone, they commit and that's that, but we have so many options. So I want to hear your thoughts on what are your initial thoughts?
1: Well, first, can I ask was this person that you were talking about? Were they a millennial as well? Yes, they are. Okay, I'm just curious because I'm a millennial who talks shit on other millennials. I'm just curious <laughs> if he was like older, no, or younger. He's
0: actually younger. He's two years younger
1: than me. So oh, yeah, okay. well, it's, I don't know. There's so like I have so many thoughts. Um, so like, I do think that there are some barriers that millennials specifically face when it comes to being vulnerable and open and to your like, one of the things you just said is I I think part of that is like how we date today. It's so like my friend used the term microwavable, like everything does feel microwavable Mm -hmm. when you're like on the apps in particular. Um, but I also think like our, our society, I think like black people, black Americans specifically aren't really big on vulnerability. Um, and so I don't think millennials were raised in a way to be vulnerable, but like thinking about what that guy said to you, I feel like it's okay to make a choice instead of boundary about how you want to live and how you want to interact with someone while, and that still like leave space to change your mind. Yes. Right. Like mm-hmm. I think like, he said that he didn't want a relationship. And for you, that means, okay, well then you live in this. (laughs) life, And and I don't think there's anything wrong with like putting that boundary up. And then you could decide, Oh, okay. Well, as things go along, maybe I will open up. But like, I, one of the things I do think millennials have is like a certain sense of entitlement yes, Um, and entitlement to your emotions and to your vulnerability, which I don't think is like necessarily appropriate all of the time. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that millennials are, I think the, the marketplace has become so big because of online dating and using dating apps. And it creates this dynamic where people seem really disposable. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so and I don't think it's it creates like an uh, an environment for depth. I don't think it creates an environment to like that encourages or incentivizes vulnerability. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I think you know, and to
0: his to his point, actually, you know, maybe the first time or two that we did hang out, he he genuinely felt that he wasn't ready. For relationship and maybe something shifted or maybe like a connection between us where he was felt he felt like okay well maybe there is something here maybe I did label it too quickly um but I just thought it was interesting it was kind of almost like gaslighting because I felt like he was saying that I wasn't giving off this energy and wasn't being emotionally available but I just felt like he was the one to initially place the label on. So I'm like, you know, here you are saying that we're too quick to label things, but you were the one (laughs) that initiated the conversation. And so I, I agree with you in saying that, you know, we're kind of, we're spoiled in the sense of, yes, it's great. And it's, I think, expected to shift and waver in how you feel. But then I also think that, for you to assume that I can just go along with whatever you're feeling whenever you want is a little bit annoying. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) I totally know what you mean. The thing, and and again, like I always throw out the hashtag, not all men. Yes. But like, (laughs) I do feel like the stories that I've heard from like my friends, a lot of black millennial men like want their cake and eat it too. Mm. Like they want, your energy they want your vibe like you're dope like you're a great company right they want your body yeah they want all of you without having to get like they want to be like this is my boundary yes. that we're not having a relationship that we're not labeling it but give me everything that i want from you and like that's not fair yeah like it's just and it's uh, yeah i think like i think women are entitled obviously to like create boundaries mm-hmm. for themselves and emotional boundaries for themselves especially because women tend to do a lot of the emotional labor in like male female dynamics um Where- i just don't think men are used to it, like <laughs> hitting that boundary yeah <laughs> exactly
0: and i don't think they're used to not being I don't think they're used to being on the other end when a woman decides that yes. she doesn't want a relationship. I think that's what really throws yes. them off. I think they're like, "Wait, what? Like you you are supposed to be the one who's more emotionally in tune, who who's like the needy one or who obviously aspires to be in a relationship with me." And so I think that once the tables are turned, they're kind of like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." <laughs> I feel like you're using me for sex." And I was like, "Huh?" <laughs>
1: interesting (laughs) it's so funny like me and my best friend we talk about like these guys who want more Mm -hmm. and the moment you're like I'm actually not feeling you like that they're like wait what but but I like you (laughs) I decided I wanted you so what's the hold up they uh, just I feel like they're very confused and it's funny because I think one of the things that has like resulted in this confusion I think a, a, a lot is Women aren't, haven't historically been as honest and open about like what they actually feel mm-hmm. with men. True, and like there's a bunch of reasons why, and like a lot of them are valid. But I sometimes I really think that men live in a different reality because like <laughs> a lot of times women lie or withhold like their truth, yes. and so then when they someone like a woman is very open and upfront and honest. Dudes are like, what like where did this come from? I've never heard this before. I've never experienced this before. And they're like, they don't get it. Um, Exactly.
0: No, I do feel that way. And I and I think back to college when a lot of my girlfriends and I, like after having sex with a guy, like usually we would come back the next day, like report to each other like how was it? Mm -hmm. And it's always like, did he eat you out? Mind you, this is when we were like younger, but like those were the things. It's like, did he eat you out? Is his, dick, yeah, is his dick big <laughs> uh, like those are like the main questions that we ask and a lot of times more often than not we would always say like eh, it was okay no he didn't eat me out like no I didn't come but like we never would verbally communicate these needs and the lack of being satisfied to our partners and so we were always saying totally. so then we would start saying like you know what we owe it to the next girl that he sleeps with to call him out on his shit and be like yo you're like this is what didn't work and maybe he'll make an adjustment so that the people after him are not also getting mediocre dick right but I think <laughs> I'm like we have to unite we have to we have, we have to unite and make totally make sex better for all but I think you know it that type of communication and um like openness I think it comes later in life I I mean for me it did and I wish that I would have known about this kind of like pleasure and desire that could have come from sex and that I deserve that kind of pleasure um because I think I would have spoken up much sooner but I think what you're saying is like as women we're really not used to just speaking up and saying when shit isn't wrong when it's not working or like if you know, a guy says he doesn't want to be in a relationship, but you really do want to be in a relationship. You feel like you don't want to say anything because it's being needy or you're being desperate or, you know, we're, we're kind of taught to just be like, OK, cool. Yeah, well, I'm going to be like that cool girl and just go along with it. But like deep down, you probably do want something more. Right. But we're just like we're not in touch with being completely honest. And I think as soon as we're honest about what you really want, that's when you attract it. But if we keep like mm-hmm. faking it, then you're going to keep getting fake shit, too.
1: Yeah. No, I keep having like this conversation with all of my female (laughs) friends where it's like we need to vocalize when like something's not working sexually. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think part of it is like. Also training each other to. Just like ask more questions. Like I think a lot of times dude dudes assume like oh this re- worked really well on this woman she yes. really likes that so women like this thing right. instead of being like hey new body <laughs> yes, new yes. person what is your body like exactly? Um, but like like we just said like women so often just like go with the flow. Um, just bear bear whatever it is that the man is going to present Mm -hmm. and and then you don't get what you want and he's happy and then you're resentful and it like but but, and you may not know know
0: that you're unhappy because you just go along with it like women are we're such good actors honestly
1: (laughs) no literally <laughs>
0: like we know how to just go along with the shits and like but then in our head we're like spinning and mad and like steam is coming out of our nose it's because we're like you said we're so resentful but we can put on that good face when we have to Absolutely. Ugh.
1: um i had a recent experience with um like an old situationship popped back up, like right as like the quarantine um, was like happening, mm-hmm. and I broke quarantine briefly, yes, <laughs> to have him come over, and we had sex, and he like left, and then texted me. He was like, "Did you come?" Oh, gosh. And I was like, "Don't be that person, right?" Um, it's like. First of all, I thought we had a relationship or, like, a dynamic where you could, like, tell me or ask <laughs> in me. In person, yeah. Um, right. And then second of all, but I also had to, like, stop and take responsibility for, like, not communicating more myself. Mm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, in the moment. Because, like, I did, but it wasn't like a minute. Yeah. You yeah. know? And I could have been more vocal. And that's something that's, like, that's big on my, like, I'm working on it yes. list is communication in on so many levels in so many areas like and i would say honestly for me like sex is one of those areas that i historically haven't been really open and i'm getting to the age where i'm like nah Ugh. i need to Ugh. have these <laughs> orgasms i need to let you know yeah. what's up because i because i'm getting nothing from this otherwise um but yeah it's still like and so i would say like in general if there There are areas of my life where vulnerability is really difficult, yes, and sex is one of those areas mm-hmm. where it feels so vulnerable that it's hard um like communicating what I want from like relationship wise from a man is still really difficult for me yes um, and it's just like when I show you what I want, if you don't respond in a way that's favorable to that. It's, like, it's scary. Oh, yes. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get on the other side. Exactly. Um, I don't know. It's it hard, is hard. And that's the thing. Like, it's super hard. But it's, like, I think it comes down to, like, practicing mm-hmm. it. And that's the thing that I'm, like, trying to find, like, smaller avenues to practice vulnerability, to practice honesty. Um, and, like, strengthen that muscle. Like, right. You know? Um but like the shit ain't it's not I
0: I know and I and I feel like really what it comes down to and I think this is step because I feel like I'm the same way in terms of like being vulnerable I think for you know, a myriad of reasons. We all have like walls. And if that comes from different traumas and not, it can be trauma of just like a relationship going sour or like when you did articulate being, you know, being vulnerable and being open, it backfired on you. And so then we're less, you know, inclined to be as open following that. But I think a lot of it, what I have realized comes down to trust. And there have been a lot of relationships where I didn't like internally really really like viscerally trust that person so then I feel like I kind of played myself to think that like oh why would I if I don't even trust this person how could I ever like really be vulnerable with someone and I think it kind of goes back like we kind of do have these like play situations with people especially like I don't know in New York I think it's like you meet people you see people out all the time your circles get smaller and you kind of have these like popcorn you know, popcorn situations, situationship. (laughs) And like, (laughs) they just pop up. Pop up, right. And like, it might feel really good in the beginning and you're like, oh, I can see this. Like, yes, we're vibing. It's great energy. But like to assume that you can trust someone based on like a few interactions or like great sex or, you know, I, I don't know. I think we're kind of Playing ourselves in that regard. Like I do think you can have initial connections and the vibe and the energy can be great. But I, I think that I at least tend to skip over some of the really crucial steps of like trust and honesty. Absolutely. And- um, so then it's like yeah when we get to the point where it's like oh are we vulnerable with each other are we really intimate meaning like yes we can have great sex but like are we intimate in our minds in our like connections do we have that I feel like that's really has been lacking in a lot of my relationships and then it ends and then I feel like whoa I could just the fact that I could move on so quickly and be like mm, okay it didn't work it's because like nah bitch you just really weren't in it <laughs> to begin with <laughs>
1: I totally relate to that. I totally relate to that. Um and that's the thing. I'm not sure if it's generational. Mm-hmm. Like did we grow up watching too many Disney movies and too many rom-coms to believe that like like that meet cute or that like, you know, chemistry, that spark is all you need cuz mm-hmm. if I'm honest, it took me until I was like 28 mm-hmm to realize that the spark is just, like, the first Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was like, that's just, like, that's (laughs) entry-level, boo. Like, and I was like, yeah, no, we like each other. This is great. I'm having a great time. He's having a great time. Like, what else is there? Like, well, you know, we'll build. But, like, there's so many other elements. And I think that, I think that, for me at least, um, like sex creates this false sense of intimacy with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something I'm still figuring out how I want to navigate moving forward. Um, I always think about um, Molly from Insecure. Uh, Yes, I think it was season Uh one. They're like at dinner and she's like, you know, if I have sex too soon, then they're not into me anymore. But if I don't have sex, then, and then she like stops and she's like, but I'm a grown ass yeah. woman. I want to have right. and that's how I yes. feel. I like totally relate to that. Right. And I like I don't got the answers, right. like <laughs> Me I don't neither. I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> that is something I haven't like I I haven't figured that out yet for myself. Um but yeah, I think I do think that like a lot of people um and I'll say probably more women than men mm-hmm. um like want to believe that these good feelings mean something more than they actually do. Um, And it means like that there is an established trust and relationship there that hasn't actually been formed yet. Um, And that's like that's another big thing that like I'm not really dating right now, but it's like my plan as I move forward in dating is to slow down, to like just slow the hell down um, and like, I think one of the things, I think with Brene Brown, actually, she was talking about trust being built off of like these micro interactions. Exactly. It's like trust doesn't happen in one moment. It builds over time. um, And hence, like time, like that's the thing that you need to um, build trust with people. Right. But it's like things happen so fast, so quickly that you like get caught up in these feelings. You get caught up in this feel good. And honestly, I think a big part of it is discipline. I think, like, and it it depends on what you want, right? If you want a relationship and you, like, know yourself, know that you're easy to get caught up and you're easy to get your feelings hurt, then you probably want to practice some discipline and slow down. That's, I'm talking to myself. Um, But, like, if you're someone who knows that you can... Um, have casual relationships with people and it not be too emotionally draining or difficult for you. Then like live your life, boo. Like I, mean, <laughs> yes. I wish I had that, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think it. Like I, I think a big part of it is figuring out what you want and then like slowing down to um, build that that foundation of trust with
0: people. Yeah, I agree, and I I agree with Brene Brown. I know that of like you know micro and like just as much as we need those micro circumstances and instances to build trust like just as easily those small things can also create betrayal right and so I think to your point of what you were saying about honesty and knowing what you want I think that that's really the first step Is like we have to be so in tune with what we actually want in order to attract that as opposed to like faking faking the funk because it's just it's not realistic and it's exhausting after a while and I always go back to like Audre Lorde when she talks about in like uses of the erotic and saying that like the more that you're in tune with like how good you can feel and pleasure, how amazing that is and, and tapping into that, just like the more that you're able to distinguish what isn't that. And so I'm like, you know, it's like, so when you know how great and amazing sex can feel or intimacy or vulnerability, then all the other bullshit that comes through, you're like, next, <laughs> next, next. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of us. Yeah. Don't tap into what really feels good, what we really want, being honest about those things that, you know, when John comes around and he gives you like half of that, you kind of like, okay, well, this is good for now. But it's like, no, but is that really the full experience that you want? Is that, you know, is it really in line with with everything that you aspire to have in a partner? And then when it ends or in halfway through the relationship, when you're not satisfied, you're like, oh, well, why isn't it working? It's like, well, boo, it wasn't ever really right from the beginning but we just kind of settle for you know these in-between moments as opposed to yeah for good enough as opposed to just being still like I know I have for a while I think I would like people who liked me I would just yeah I would just be like okay well he's into me so I guess you know I can go along with this it feels good to be liked and wanted and to be kind of like fond over that all feels good but it, that, you, sh- I should, we should always, I think, you know, we, the adoration has to go both ways, obviously. You yeah, know? Yeah. And yeah. I agree with you with Molly. It's like, on one hand, saying that like, I think a lot of us have been taught, especially like you said, in Black American communities, if it's through like religion or whatever, that sex is a thing that is like a sacred thing that should be you know reserved for like your partner or for reproduction or marriage, all of those things. But on the other hand, I'm like, but I have needs, I have wants, I want to have sex too. Like, can I get mine? Like, why don't those rules apply to men? And so I think that's the thing is like, part of me is like, yeah, maybe if I do give it up too soon, but then that implies that it's, it's something for other people to take as opposed to like, I don't know, it just makes it seem like it's, it's not mine to begin with. If it's like, oh, it depends like how I give it up and when I give it up, it should just be purely based on what I want and not based on how other people who are going to receive it, spin it around, you know?
1: yeah 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 i don't know one of the things that you mentioned um so i hopped on an instagram live that you were on this week talking about orgasmic yes
0: yes
1: and that like that i think this is similar to what Uh you're talking about and it has like i hadn't thought about things in that way and well, I'll say, like I've heard people say, like it's either like a hell yes or a right. no or yeah, something like exactly. that. And I think, I think it's such a beautiful way to live your life, right? But in order to do that, you have to be in touch with your feelings, mm-hmm. and like, like you said, know what you want, know what feels good to you, know what what you like, and. I think a lot of, I will say a lot of women who go with the flow and I have been Mm, a go with the flow woman for a big part of my life. Me
0: too. You
1: don't really know what you Mm -hmm. like. You don't know what you want because you've just taken what was presented. Exactly. Um, And it's funny because like, so that's kind of what I've been trying to use like this quarantine time Mm -hmm. for is to like figure out what it is that I want, what it is that I like, what feels good to me so that, Like you said, when you find it, you can be like, Oh, "Oh, that's that's it. it. That's not it. Exactly. Um, And it's like more crystal, like more clear um, when it when it presents itself. Um, There was something else I was gonna say, but it's like (laughs) But yeah. No, I I like that idea of an orgasmic guest is such like to me it's very beautiful. Like I would like to practice i'm not there yeah. yet, but i'm like would love to practice that moving yes, forward. yes me
0: too i first read about orgasmic yes in um adrian marie brown's book pleasure activism the politics of feeling good i okay. recommend it to everyone it's she's incredible but she talks about that and when i think about it it's like and like you were saying being as specific about what you want. Because I think about the way that I manifest and I feel like I'm such a powerful manifester. I feel like I've heard Oprah say that all the time. And she's like, I'm a powerful manifester. Like, I know what I want. Amen. I put it out there. I let it go into the universe, but I rise to that vibration. I rise to the occasion. So I know that when it comes back to me, yeah. I'm ready to, to receive it. And I think when I yeah. think about manifesting in like my career and other things, I feel like I've been pretty successful at that. But when it comes to manifesting like the partner I want, there's always some kind of glitch. (laughs) There's always some kind of glitch in the system. But it comes down Mm -hmm. to, it's like, A, it's really difficult for me to get super specific about what I want. And I think it's like, I know what I want, But the thing is, I don't feel worthy of those things that I really want. I feel almost bad. I feel almost bad saying like, I want this kind of person, this kind of person. I don't want this kind of person. And I'm like, am I being too judgmental? Am I, you know, being superficial? Those things all come through my mind. So I think there's kind of this, you know, this blockage in the manifestation, (laughs) like um line or tube of energy because partly i don't think deep down that i'm i feel deserving the self worth is so low that i feel kind of like i attract people that i feel probably that i deserve and, and, and as opposed to the people that i'm like that i hope to attract and i just don't i need to feel yeah. worthy of of attracting a great equal person
1: i Totally relate okay. to that. First <laughs> Great. Um, so many things. So, like, I guess the way that I think about it is, like, like what you just said about Oprah, mm-hmm. where it's like I have set out this vision for what I want, mm-hmm. and I have to do the work to rise to the exactly. occasion. And that's the thing is, I think that what a lot of us, particularly women, are looking for in romantic partners is a lot um and i think it will take time for us to do the work on ourselves and that partner wherever they are to do the work on themselves for us to like to like raise to that vibration essentially right you know what i mean and i think the blockage is like the work essentially you know like is figuring that out and doing that and it's like it takes time. Like it's, it's hard and it's a process and it's like, it's, and it's not microwavable. Right. It's like out on a smoker all night. (laughs) Yes. Like, you know what I mean? If you want it to be good. Exactly. And what, and like, and that's the thing I had to tell myself, like or realize is like what I say that I want, like will require a lot of me and it will require a lot of my partner. Mm -hmm. And if I'm honest, like I don't think I'm quite there right. for what I say that I want. Yeah. Um, and so like, and it's funny cause I think one of the things I do in my head a lot is like, people are like, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be ready cause there is no right. ready really, yeah. you know? And you can grow together. But then at the same time, like you gotta be a little bit ready. <laughs> right? you know, I, don't, I don't know. And like finding that balance and like, kind of just like letting it go. Like, and I think that's part of it too is like, for me at least is like, Taking some of the pressure off of it, because um, I have heard about like manifestation is like you can't hold on right. to it too yeah. tight because you know like you kind of gotta let it like let it be and let it grow and like let it happen when it happens, right. which is like way easier. To oh yes, done. of course. But I don't know. I like I think the way that I've been looking at my like I've been I'm, I just turned thirty three. Mm-hmm. And I have been single my whole entire life. The longest that I have talked to someone has been two months. And that happened twice uh, within the last like three, four years. Um, And so like I, and I would say for most of my life, I looked at my singleness as a curse, as like something wrong Mm -hmm. with me. Um, But like now I choose to look at it as a blessing and like I know I wouldn't have lived anywhere near the life that I have had if I had been partnered. Oh,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: Cause I wouldn't, I wasn't emotionally ready. I would have like just given up all of myself to this person and turned it like wouldn't have come into the person that I am today. Um, And so, yeah, like it's, Again, it's It's not not easy. easy. Like being single still is like lonely. And like, yeah, I want somebody around, but it's like that discipline of knowing the greater, the bigger thing, the long term thing that I want. Exactly. Putting in the work and the discipline so I can get that eventually. Oh, a thousand percent. Whenever
0: Whenever it comes. (laughs) Put it in my life. (laughs) Whenever it comes, which, you know, it's like I'm patient, but God. my god okay I'm gonna wait but you you know you know where we at (laughs) right well yeah and I I totally can relate to the part about you know like if if it would have come sooner you wouldn't have the life that you are now and I think about like just three years ago I quit my job and was like I'm gonna move to LA and I just like packed up all my shit moved to LA and it's because I wasn't attached to anyone I didn't have a partner I didn't have these things that were holding me back I was just able to just like go and be free and like all of those experiences are so crucial to the in the development of who I am now and what I'm doing, and it's you know. So it's like I don't want to I don't want to say that it's not in its own divine timing, but as yeah. you know, it's time. It's oh, I think it's it's, not it's almost, time but it's time now. <laughs>
1: it's gotta be like any minute <laughs> any now
0: minute me knocking at my door you know like right. i was talking to my grandma the other day and she's 87 and she was just like you know i thought it would have been cutting your wedding cake by now and i was like sis we we're not gonna do what we not gonna do is talk about this <laughs> right now like i respect my elders and i love you but sis like I can't I'm just like I I really can't do this it's like you and me both you think I want right exactly and so then that's those kind of conversations that's when I start to waver and think like am I should I just be settled not settling but are my standards set too high that's something I really think about all the time are my standards set too high could I just like be with you know any person and make it work or and just like that's what relationships are—the the work, the you know. But then I'm just like I I, can, yeah. I know myself and I just can't fake shit. So I'm like, if it ain't right, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's gonna I'm gonna blow it up, right?
1: Yeah. So I think it depends on what you want. Like if you want. If you want a family, if you want to be married, if, like, the institution of marriage or whatever, like, if that's really important to you, and, like, you know that you can just kind of put up with mm-hmm. some flaws <laughs> right. that, like, aren't ideal. Like, there are a lot of people, like we said, our our parents' generation, they, like, they just barrel Exactly. Through, right? Like, you can That's a choice. You can make a choice to marry any old <laughs> niggas on the street and, like... <laughs> You can, and you can have your marriage, right? You can have that. But like, it seems like what you want is is greater than Mm -hmm. that. And you have these standards that meet the thing that you want. And I think it's just going to take more time to get that. Um, But I I, I also understand like that concept of of, are your standards too high? Mm -hmm. And the way that I choose to think about it is like, I think the list that I used to have, was a little superficial and I think the longer your the longer your list is the like harder it's gonna be to to find what you want Mm -hmm. so I think it comes down to like figuring out what your like your values are like what are the like core and I I look at it as like not and this I didn't come up with this but like trying to find your five things right like what are the five core values or like five things that are really really important to you exactly exactly um and like start with that and like Focus on that, and and I'd say probably also like look at those things and see like what areas like you could grow mm-hmm. in, like you could probably work right. on, um, and and like and and then I think if, I think if you focus on those five things, your standards aren't too high; they're just your standards, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think so. I, like I remember um, a couple years ago, I was talking to one of my friends who, like. She was she was telling me how she wants to date men who make a certain amount of money. And I was like, it is funny, because around the time I was talking to a broker, yeah. and <laughs> I was just like, you don't know what love, yes, like, what package love is going to look exactly. like. You got to be open. And and I was like fighting her tooth and nail to be like, no, but you like need to be more open. and And I had to take a step back and be like, she ain't gotta be more open, right? She does exactly. not like she, it. <laughs> like. she can make a choice to only date <laughs> yes. men of a certain like socio-economic status, and it might take her a little bit longer to find out. But also, it might not. I don't know what God has in plan, like right. in store for right. her. Um, so it's like, want what you want, want what you want, and figure, and figure, it, figure out. it out, and be open to like maneuvering and growing and adjusting, and yeah. like your your non-negotiables today might. Be different, uh, you know, like six months, a year from now. Exactly, you know?
0: and to that point, like using your hashtag, not all men. It's like I feel like men they date very specifically. To be completely honest, so it's like we, That's you real. know, like they'll say, "I only really want this type of girl, this kind of girl, whatever." And and you know, I've had people, I've had men say to me, like, "Oh, you're not my typical type." I'm like, listen, if I'm your type let's keep it moving like I don't need to like you know and I think that's so we gotta do do this this. I think it's so offensive to even say that to anyone I'm like okay so then why are we even (laughs) engaging in any kind of conversation but I feel like that's something that I've heard many a times by men but like rarely if if a dude is not making a certain amount of money women do not speak up and say well you're not really my type because you know you don't make enough money Like I feel like Mm -hmm. we don't really take it to that level but like we don't have to say it. We don't have to express it. Obviously, we don't have to hurt people along the way. But, like, right, if you right, know that right. that's what you want, then you're not going to entertain anything less than that. Um.
1: So the, I have, like, this... this th- so my thoughts about how men operate in the world, I think there's a lot of lessons that women need to learn about how men mm. operate in the world. However, I do think there's balance between, like, But I don't think everything men do is the answer, (laughs) right? Because, like, if dudes are being dicks, it doesn't mean you be a Uh, dick. And, like, then, you know what I mean? Like, suddenly there's equity or equality or whatever. Like, I don't think – so – so like just because men say I only date light skinned women with like curly hair and this figure right. doesn't necessarily mean that it's like good <laughs> if you want to like whatever word like for women to say oh I only date dudes who are six two with this much money right. like I don't I don't think those are like necessarily like the right ways to do it but like seeing the fact that men are better at like communicating their boundaries and enforcing yes. their boundaries and knowing what they want and going after what they want like those elements i think like from a core perspective women do need to implement more um oh, without a doubt because like you know like and and i and it's and i think you have to also understand that we live in a world that isn't used to women doing that, Hello. and the pushback that you Hello. get from that, it might not always be what you yeah. want. But <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's just like live through it, you know, and and recognize that those people aren't your people if they're not on exactly. Board.
0: And I think that is um, what I've kind of been trying to establish in terms of whenever I say like. I'm trying to use sexual pleasure and like taboo as a means of like social equity. And I think that's really what it goes back to is like a lot, there's so much pushback in for women, specifically black women in like stepping up and setting those boundaries and expressing themselves sexually and saying which, what, what are their desires that we, we just, we haven't like, we haven't before. Uh, we don't feel as liberated and yeah. in, in speaking up and tapping into what feels good because obviously a lot of systems are in place to stifle that joy and that pleasure we've been silenced in a lot of ways but I'm like as soon as we start speaking up I think the power of like women speaking up about what they want is so terrifying to a lot of people in the world that that's why we continue to get shut down right um So I think that that's really, I think the more that we start stepping up and setting those boundaries and saying what we want, what we don't want, then that in itself is kind of like its own political statement.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because it's, it's, it's funny, like my, um, like 47 year old white woman boss told me something (laughs) like a year and a half ago that like really changed how I saw a lot of things and it was take back your power. And... Like, I had never been told that before, and it took a second for it to hit, um, but I think there's so many instances where women in particular, um, like, relinquish their power, yeah. and, and I think we all have so much more power and control over ourselves and our lives than we like to realize, because it's also easier to blame other people when something doesn't go how you want than to, like, take responsibility and ownership for your choices. Right. Um, and so, like, once you make the choice to communicate what you want, communicate your boundaries, like, you're more likely to get... It's not going to be easy, but you're more likely to get what you want. Exactly. Um, no word. Yeah. And like I said, like, society might not be ready mm-hmm. for it, but, like... We got to... I mean, you, it doesn't change until, like, one at a time exactly. we all start doing it, you Exactly. Know?
0: And I think, you know, that's such a good point because I feel like whenever I'm in relationships that don't work out the common denominator is I really felt like I had no power in the game. Like I really felt like if I wanted to like drive it or steer it in a different direction, then like the whole thing would just be done. Like, I feel like I didn't have any leverage. I could never, I never felt like, you know, I could vocalize like, I don't like just how I felt or that those thoughts would be taken into consideration. I always felt like I was just kind of like, you know, following along, just like, not being ever being the leader in those relationships, and I think that that's like to a default. Like, and I always say this because I always, I'm like open about saying like sexually and intimately, I'm more of like a submissive person, right? Like I enjoy being kind of like dominated in sex in the bedroom, and I think, but and then in my work life or things like that, I I like to be more vocal and more dominant. But I think yes. like something about my personality is like when I'm in these relationships with men, it's like I feel really comfortable following. But I gotta, I have to find the duality because, like, there has to be a balance of both. And I think as soon as you give like yeah. all of that over, it just, it really doesn't have. It's, like you said, it just doesn't have the the relation, the foundation, and it doesn't have this equal, this equalness that needs to happen. Yes, that needs yeah. to be there to make it work. At yeah. least for me, for yeah. the type of relationship that I would like to be in.
1: And that's, I think one of the things that is easy to forget, but I think women are starting to realize more is like, there's power in access Mm -hmm. to you, like removing yourself from a situation or like restricting access is a choice. Like it's your power. Um, And it's like, it's a catch 22, I think a lot of times, because there's like, I think of like dating a particularly black millennial dating as a marketplace and like men generally speaking have greater power because there's like the supply of amazing successful like black women is so wonderful so large right. but like if you think about like successful black men it's um, the pool is it's, it's it, it's, it's not you know, exactly yeah. the same. And I also think there's the element, the dynamic of like women are trained to want a relationship, yes. right? And not to say that you can't just want a relationship besides being trained, but men tend not to want a relationship. So it creates this power yes. dynamic. And so women, like that's where you feel powerless, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, well, I, I want something from right. you, man. Right. And if you're like, you have the power to take mm-hmm. it away from me or to give exactly. it to me. And I feel, yeah yes powerless. This is it <laughs> but like at the end of the day the power that you do always have is access yeah. to you and i don't think women exercise that power because it feels good when he's right. around and you want that feel good but then like but you don't you get don't, anything yeah. else out of it and I, and that's why i think like there's this like element of discipline mm. in like and yes. dating, which sounds like clinical no cool but whatever. it's so true I, I, I just think it's like it almost sounds like it, it's playing games but i think like like humans are humans mm-hmm. right like there's just a certain level of like you make one move i make another other move that like is inherently going to be in play when you have human relationships and so yeah i, I don't think women exercise that power to be like well I'm not available right now, yep. or like, no, we can't do yes. this, or oh, I said that you can't come over, or I don't do this, but I guess I'll let him come yes. over, or, well, I guess we can do this, but no no, like, oh, just just, like, just hold stick yeah, your, yeah, stick, exactly. hold strong, stick to stick yeah. to and boundaries. I do think one of the things too is like I always say like we have to like we all have to get on the same accord, ladies mm-hmm. like
0: hello because
1: I, I do think there's like you know well what and, and they say you know what woman is what one woman I can't speak what one woman won't do another oh, woman will yeah. like which there's truth to that depending on the type of man that you're talking yes. to um but at the same time like nobody's me no one right. has my vibe no one has my energy so like can't be replicated I <laughs> exactly um there's like a beyonce yes. in there somewhere I don't know. <laughs> <I know. laughs> we could,
0: for sure a thousand percent a thousand percent but i'm curious to what you think because i have had friends who have been who go from like relationship to relationship to relationship and i'm over here like wait like what am i doing girl. do you have those friends girl? <laughs> i'm like how Look, i really like part of me is like Houseway sway and the, then the other part of me is like but teach me <laughs>
1: <Right>? <laughs> you know I don't, I don't I would say I don't necessarily have those friends but I see it mm-hmm. happening and I mean I feel the same way yeah. you do I'm like I don't I, like I literally when people I think people think I'm crazy when I say this but I don't know how relationships right. happen because I've never experienced it like I get to this point where it's kind of cool and then someone says something and then we just stop. Talking. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I'm just like, how did you do this on multiple occasions? It blows my mind a little bit. But it, I don't know. It's 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 it all comes down to choice. And I think um, there was a interview that I did a couple weeks ago where um this woman that I talked to talked about taking responsibility for being single. And she was like she had to recognize the choices mm. that she was making that was, like, resulting mm. in her being yes. single. And, again, like, so if you think, like, if, do you just want a boo? Then you will take any time to exactly. you right. know? But if you want something special, you, you gotta, gotta wait yeah. for it. I feel that. but And so that,
0: that I think all of that asks me the questions, too, of, like, when, like you said, when you're in these situationships and it ends, and it's really not for any, like, really specific or valid reason it's like maybe you just kind of like fell out of it or some you know something was said that kind of like hit you the wrong way but it's like so in those moments if we were more vulnerable if we had less ego involved like would we perhaps salvage those things
1: (laughs) well that's an interesting yeah (laughs) no i shit man yeah um Yeah, I like, so, okay, like, going back kind of, like, to the original, like, idea of millennials being vulnerable, I, I do think there's a level of, like, oh, you did something I don't like, I'm going to cut you off. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say I was raised by a mother who I, like, witnessed cut people off, like, Mm. throughout my childhood, so that was something I thought was just how you handle conflict or disagreement. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I don't need nobody, so, like, you can keep, keep, like, keep pushing Um, but, but I do think there is something to be said for giving grace to someone who you see value in. And I think, um, so I think there's giving grace to someone you see Mm -hmm. value in and then there is like making the choice to be vulnerable. Um, like Having this conversation about this thing that you said that made me uncomfortable or that I didn't quite like, um, like that requires some vulnerability. Like and I don't think millennials are used to having those kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. And because there's someone else just like a couple of swipes away. <laughs> right? Why do I do the work to have this difficult conversation. Definitely, when I could just find somebody. Oh, else. definitely. But when you
0: when you brought up grace, I think that that really hit me because I feel like when we, tr- if you truly trust people, you have grace to to assume that whatever actions, even if they're not the greatest actions or the best decisions, or if they said something shitty in that moment, the grace is that you trust that person enough to know that those actions you know, didn't, they didn't intend to hurt you. you. Exactly. And that, you know, you trust that it was a bad moment. It was an off day, but those aren't their genuine feelings, you know, towards yeah. you. But I feel yeah. like, you know, if we don't build that trust, which a lot of times we don't, we don't put in that That's work. True. Then one little thing that they said wrong, or that hurt your feelings, or hurt your ego, or whatever, you're like, oh no, I gotta keep it moving. Like he did this, they did this. Like I don't rock with that. But it's like, you know, but did you really know this person beforehand? You trust that maybe it was wrong, and if you did, if you do trust them, then I think you're more open to have that dialogue and say, hey, that really hurt me. Where is this coming from? But a lot of us are just kind of like quick to shut it down and be like, nah, like I can't be with anyone who talks to me like that or does this to me, you know? And it's, so I think just like, it's being honest about that foundation, that trust was never really there to begin with.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so complicated. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because you- I was going to say you like one of the things you just said is like no one would talk to me right. that way and I can think of a very specific argument that I had with someone um and he started mm. yelling at me and I I hung up the phone cuz I was like mm. my mama don't right. yell at me exactly. like nobody raises their voice at me what do you, yeah. do you think you are um and then like months and like a year later I thought back to that conversation and realized like and he said this to me, like that's how he was raised to communicate, mm. like that's what he saw as a form of ke- right. like he was like we just lived in a house with like nine kids and you had to yell <laughs> yeah to get that's her. real and and in that moment it was like no you won't disrespect me and I and that's fine to have that boundary right but like I guess to your point like we didn't have that trust enough in each mm-hmm. other to know that like he wasn't trying to disrespect right. me necessarily. That's just kind of his way to deal with conflict. Um, And it's funny too, cause like around that same time, I think I did something or I was mad about something and I just like kind of checked mm-hmm. out and he got mad at me and I was like, well, that's how I've right. learned. To deal the with traumas, but the trauma. Just, girl, all of it. <laughs> I just had to like explain to my mama what generational trauma was. Yes. Um, But yeah, so it's like we were like a month and a half in dealing with issues, not actually having any trust there, not really knowing each other and not yet in a place to give each other grace or space. And it just like and I think because we moved so Mm -hmm. quickly when conflict arose it like it just crumbled right. like because we hadn't yeah. built anything we hadn't taken the time to build anything exactly. you know or
0: talk about those i feel
1: like i just yeah, that
0: <laughs> healing we are <laughs> this is a healing podcast right. um no but it's true or even the space to address those like childhood traumas of being like you know maybe you didn't yeah. know that he grew up with nine siblings and this is how he communicated the things that he's working on so maybe you wouldn't have been so reactionary see that kind of response We'd be like you know what I'm gonna this is this is how you deal but we go and work on it but I understand but yeah because if somebody was yelling at me on the phone I would be like
1: listen <laughs> I literally and I was like driving it was yeah, like new Year's. Oh, no new Year's. I'm, like, I'm not doing this with no, you right exactly. now exactly
0: <laughs> and we're not bringing that energy into the new year definitely not you know those exactly. are all the things that you know how we process those moments but yeah, I don't know. I think that those are, I think we've touched on kind of the, the pillars of vulnerability when it's like trust, when it's grace, when it's like yeah. honesty and knowing what you want and being okay, attracting yeah. that it's self-worth. Like there's so much and I don't know, I, I appreciate like you saying about the power aspect. That's, I just, I didn't even really think about that a lot. I've just been like, damn, I'm powerless. In so many of my relationships, why yeah. do I give it? Why do I give it up? Why don't I, you know? hmm
1: hmm mm-hmm. That's an excellent question. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> why? Like, why do I give up power? It's so crazy. <sighs>
1: yeah. I don't know. I think, and it's funny because I, I keep telling my therapist, like, I'm excited to practice, like, the real work with someone, mm-hmm. right? The, like, figuring out who you are, who I am, how we were raised, how that, um, like, influences who we are today, but you got to get past the first part, <laughs> and I can't, like, it's like, I can't, I can't get past the first part, Um, and I think, and yeah, and I, I keep, I I think that, like, how we date today, this, like, online dating stuff, like, I think there's value in, in being able to connect, to connect with more people, mm-hmm. um, but I think the downside is, is the disposableness of, of it all, and it, and, Um, I think there probably should be some adjustments on how we date now, so that we can like get to the next phase, get to the like the really hard stuff, but also I think like the the good good stuff. stuff, You know,
0: I know. I feel I'm right. Like, like you said, God knows our hearts, (laughs) girl. (laughs) I'm just gonna leave it at that. He already knows. He already knows about my timing, and you know, and part of that I think is trusting. You know, it's interesting. Because I feel like we always hear people who say like, oh, you can't have a career. You can't have it all. You can't have the career. You can't yeah. have the partner. You can't have the baby, whatever. And I feel like I've always been like, that's not true. You can't have it all, which I still think that you can. Um, I just think mm-hmm. it may come in staggered timing, obviously, Mm. and I feel like, you know, if something is going really well, I mean, and I think for some, I think it's just like everyone is so individual. For some people, it can happen all at once for them. For other people, there's still growth in different areas that it can't all fit together just yet. So that's what I'm telling myself. (laughs) That's what I'm telling myself is that there's so much work to be done in other areas of my life that I'm just not, maybe the person that I'm attracting, I'm not ready for them. I'm not ready for them, right? Like, right. That mm-hmm. I think that that could be just what it is. Like, we're so quick to say, like, this is what I want. This is what I want. Or we meet other people and we're like, oh, they're not ready for a relationship. But it's like, bitch, are you? And that's a real question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to ask myself yeah. that because, like, I'll go through phase where I'm like, yeah, I think I'm ready. This is what I want. And I'm like, girl, you ain't right. ready. You got some more bacon oh, so to do. Sure. Like, I yeah. don't know yeah i don't know well and then yes. sorry, last thing i was gonna say is like that the having uh-huh. it all like someone and a couple people use this like people talk about like balance um but uh there's a a, a different concept of harmony mm. so it's like if you think about like you want these these five things are it all right. that you want um like you said, it's going to come in different times. It's going to come in waves. Like you'll have, you know, the highest, like your career might be on yes, 10, you know, right. right now, but maybe your like relationships or your friendships right now are like on mm-hmm. a seven, you know, like you have them. Like what, what do they say? Like everything that you want you on. Yes, yes. Like, so like you have it all, but like the strength or the volume essentially that it's all coming through my my very yes uh, but i don't know no no no.
0: i love i like because when you said you said all that i'm I'm picturing like someone in the studio like a soundboard and it's like you know like you kind of level the pitch you level the bass yeah and all those things can go up and down and have different importance throughout the song but like they have to harmonize at the end of the day Right? And so it's like, that's kind of how I feel like we're living. Like, things, your friendships, and the beauty about, I think, being an adult and where we are now is like, your friendships, for the most part, I think your friends under in your family, they kind of understand, like, maybe sometimes your friendships are at a three, but it's like, but you know once they're going to, they're, they're going to be at a nine again. And you, you don't necessarily have that pressure from friends being like, where are you, you, why are, if they see you grinding in one area of your life, they're kind of like, yes, it's like, go get that bag, do you, they're not pulling you away from that. But sometimes relationships can demand a little bit more emotional attention right and so i think that's kind of why our friendships can usually fluctuate maybe if they're at a four maybe they're at a five but relationships you kind of have to give a a nine or a ten
1: yeah yeah in the beginning maybe one is i mean yeah, I was going to say, in like, when you think about your friendships, too, like, you're probably giving in a 9 or a 10. Like, I, I think about mm-hmm. my best friend. Like, we were giving 9s and 10s early right. on so that, like, we're here yeah. now, and, like, it's, it's solid. solid. And now I can know that if I give yeah. a 4, it's just, it's yes, temporary. Exactly. Um, yeah, man, like, I, another thing is I think that, I think friendships, I think all relationships, relationships are good opportunities are, like, are good opportunities to practice these skills. And that's what I try to think of like I know I'm having a hard time communicating when I don't like something. So I'm trying to practice that with my friends. I'm trying to practice that with like my family and these different relationships so that um so I'm kind of like doing the work as best I can cuz I I like I think relationships are relationships are relationships to a certain extent the, like the the things that work In relation to other humans, um, like it's they're probably amplified in romantic relationships because of the closeness and the proximity. Mm -hmm. But like those skills, you know, are can be used across a variety of different relationships.
0: So I love Um, that. But
1: yeah, this was such an
0: amazing conversation. Like it was so (laughs) good. I was like, I could talk to you. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, well, we need to. Maybe we have to like do this like once every certain amount of episodes we do a crossover because I feel like it's just flows so naturally like it it makes sense. I completely yes, agree
1: so I love that I completely
0: agree Woo! okay well we're gonna yes. work on being more yeah. vulnerable and all the shit that we I'm gonna go back and re-listen and take this apply to my life
1: <laughs> I know right exactly
0: <laughs> so well yay! is there um I guess we can end by if you want to give out your channels where people can follow you find you all of that information
1: sure so my name is randy i don't know if i said that yet um but i am the host and creator of the situationships podcast um you can find us on instagram and facebook at situationships pod be cl- be sure to include the s on situationships because i won't go through the whole story but there is a similar <laughs> handle and podcast name out there um and on twitter it's situations pod okay. and i can't wait to get yes.
0: it